Hey, hey, it's your girl Divine, and you are listening to Edifying Queens, where we share a vision to effectively interpret the truths in the Word of God in a relatable way that is not only relevant to today's culture, but unquestionably crucial to surviving as a follower of Jesus Christ. If this is your first time listening, I am one of four lovely voices you will hear, and each week you will have the pleasure of experiencing different views as this is a multi-managed show. So sit back, relax, and take in the rich Word of God. I hope you enjoy. relationship fragile at all I thought that this relationship would surely hold up we've had conversations on topics that have been the topics we haven't agreed on everything and we've been able to discuss it neither party changing their mind on the situation but we've been able to have adult conversations and discuss and agree to to disagree and move on with life and um carry on so i never considered the relationship fragile at all or any um way that it would be altered because of beliefs but i've been reading revelation Revelation, the book of Revelation, and I my thoughts this morning are in particular to the people that you consider family or friends that you'll always have those connections with considering the great falling away and um, 
when I think of the great fall, when I used to think of the great falling away, I used to think of everyone falling away from the church. And that could still be what it means. I haven't gotten to that part in the Bible, so I'll read it in its context and pretext. So I'm not going to say that it is or it isn't what, what that is intended to be because I have not read that part yet. So I'm speaking about my life personally and people that are falling off left and right. And... It's, I guess it's not really them leaving the relationship. It's more so myself becoming more mature and understanding God's word because the book of Revelation is very enlightening. And if you, I'm only on chapter 14, but I'm not just reading it, I'm studying. I'm studying each verse, everything that is said. I'm circling words, I'm looking up words. I'm defining words, I'm writing notes, I'm praying, I'm meditating, like I'm digging deep into the book of Revelation and it is amazing and astonishing as to what is happening in the world and it is becoming more and more apparent to me. So the more knowledge that I attain from reading the book of Revelation, the more sensitive I am to the world around me and how much and how scary actually it is that it resembles the word of God and I'm I'm saddened for the people who do not know Christ because his word is true and for those of you who don't believe in him it's it's very frightening. And for me, it keeps me equipped. So the last days coming about, all the things I've ever thought about Revelation, the book of Revelation, was scary and, oh, it's awful and all this other stuff. But actually, to be quite frank, it is only scary if you are not living your life for the one and true God. It is only scary if your anchor and your so your soul, if your soul is not anchored in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is only scary if you do not study to show yourself approved. It is only scary if Jesus is not the Lord of your life. It is only scary to those who, it should only be scary to those who do not have a foundation in the Lord. And, okay, I'll take that back. It's a scary thought. I, I'm scared for other people. It makes me frightened for others, not for myself. And even if, okay, even if I was to attach fear, it would be the same healthy fear and reverence for God. So it's a, a okay, it'll be a healthy fear if it's, if it's applied to me. I'll say that. It's a healthy fear for the saints to continue to living a life 
after Christ. It's a motivator. So I, I guess it could be a motivator for everyone, even if you aren't. But if you have no intention to change your life or to be delivered or to reverence God in any way, then it's the scary kind of fear. It's the scary, scary. It's the fear you can be, you should be concerned about. But the fear that I have, it's not one to be concerned about. It's just one that helps me strive, keep on striving for the prize. So, reading Facebook posts and digesting other people's thoughts. I'm so quick to snap. I I'm, I'm very quick to snap. So I should I should uh, take a little breather before I decide to label something offensive. That's for sure. I should not walk in the spirit of offense. And sometimes I I do make the mistake of doing that. And because I because of the source. So if I know someone doesn't believe that Jesus is the risen lord and you know they don't believe in the holy trinity they don't have a foundation in jesus christ and they say something sideways i kind of get offended if i i'm holding that person to a higher regard so and if it's said to me because they know where i stand so for them to disrespect jesus to me and they understand where i where i am as far as yeah, they understand my 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 life. They understand where I stand spiritually, and they know that I live for the Lord. And they say to me that, "Well, Jesus is just a man." I should not be so quick to be offended, but I am kind of offended because you know that Jesus is well. You don't well. Yeah, he's he's Lord, like he is the risen Lord, and. You know that I believe that he is the risen Lord. So for you to disrespect him like that, that ticks me off. So, but I'm also learning that as you mature in the word of God, that the things that are of heavenly content the things that are of heavenly substance they are not going to make sense to those who do not believe and that's okay the bible says it it's okay it's okay for those people to not believe it's okay for those people to disregard that jesus is the only living um son of christ and that he rose on the third it's okay for them to disregard it because that is what they're supposed to do everything is going to happen exactly how the bible says it's going to happen god's word is true and if they did not if they did not mock the gospel of jesus christ if they did not say what they say if they did not disrespect and disregard the holy word of truth then the word would not be true so looking at it in that light 
there's no cause to get offended. But there's even more cause to rejoice and to digest that God's word is true. It makes it even more true. And it, it's a reason to rejoice because it is so true. That that stuff is happening. It just It's just confirmation. It's reassuring. That doesn't mean that you should not still have those conversations with people. Being spirit-filled and have those conversations to educate them, taking that opportunity to educate them and pray with them and meet them where they are with the word of God. That does not mean that you should not go there. It just means that there is no cause to get offended or to raise up your you know, your firearms, because I'm telling you, I'm quick, I'm quick, like, I, like, I ride for Jesus, and when people, like, and, and see, the enemy wants, like, he knows exactly where your buttons are, and my buttons are, you, I, I can't stand people disrespecting the Lord Jesus Christ, I don't like disrespect in general, but don't dare disrespect God, and then I don't like I don't like fakeness. I'm not very keen on people being fake. It just, it grinds my gears. And the enemy knows what areas to poke at you. So if he knows that I get irritated when folks are rude and just really fly off the lips with the Lord... And he knows that that's going to rise something in me that really isn't, I mean, it's right, it's, it's, it's a righteous anger, but be angry and sin not. So if I call, if it causes me to harden my heart and to speak disrespectfully to them or go tit for tat with them, then I just lost a soul. I just lost an opportunity to witness just that quick and so anger may not be your target anger may not be your weakness my temper is a weakness of mine that I am aware of and so when that stuff I'm getting better at catching when the enemy is trying to move around in that way but you have to be aware of those things with you also so you have to and the first thing you need to do is pray. So when you feel those things rising up in you, if you feel a righteous indignation, learned that word, indignation means a, an anger, a, what is it? It's a very aggressive anger. Yeah. It's, yeah pretty stewy it's a it's a different type of anger it's real man so when you feel the righteous indignation inside of you ask God to cool you off and ask the Holy Spirit to come into your heart and into your words and into your mind and maybe ask God if you should even address that situation because in some instincts the Lord has shielded me for many occasions where some people have said things to rise something in my spirit and I've completely been, 
I don't know, absent-minded from the conversation or absent to what they were trying to get to and people were trying to offend me and they were trying to rise something in me and they were unable to because I was not paying attention to what they were saying. And God has blocked those things intentionally because had I understood what you were trying to say to me, it would have been a whole nother situation. And that is what we want to avoid. We want to avoid those instances where it's about to go down because you knew good and well. You ain't had no business saying that kind of thing to anybody. So, yeah, I just wanted to express myself and kind of get on that level to where just really pinpoint the area of we're living in a different time and people that you love and your friends and your family they are going to be some of the ones that say some disrespectful things they're going to do some disrespectful things and as a believer you have to be on your guard all the time so this life is not for the weak you cannot be weak-minded a weak-minded christian you have to be strong set firm in your foundation and establish a holy standard in your life and uphold that holy standard you can't afford to sway my pastor was saying the other day that any um a moment without your guard up can cost you your life it can cost you everything it can cost you a soul and that is that that is the most valuable thing you don't want to lose somebody's interest in the lord jesus christ because you're out here showing out when we're supposed to be ambassadors for the lord so you want to be that example that they see you want to be an example of peace and poise and wisdom be quick to listen and slow to speak i am still learning it myself i am not speaking this because i just got it all together trust me brothers and sisters it is still being got together because i'm telling you i'm quick i am quick but what i'm asking the lord to do is to change that quickness in my heart to a quickness to listen a quickness to be quick to reference the word of God and not out of not for malicious intent not out of spite not out of a place of pettiness but out of a place of love and with the true heart and intention for them to understand and put Jesus and to let Jesus into their heart so I pray that prayer for you I hope that you have a wonderful Wednesday. Go to your church and go to your Bible studies, go to your fellowships, and don't take that stuff for granted because it probably won't be too long that we'll be able to have those assemblies. So do not forsake the fellowship and gather with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Pray together, learn together, love together. I love you all. I'm praying for you daily. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask right now that the ears that are listening to this message, that you de 
deliver what you have for them, Lord. Whatever situation that will come their way and that has already come their way, that you give them the wisdom, the poise, and the dignity to deal with it, how Jesus would deal with said situation, God. I ask that right now in the name of Jesus that the Holy Ghost impede on their behalf, Lord, that they, the Holy Ghost takes over that situation and that conversation and that you be on the forefront of their mind and conversation and in everything that they do, God. We ask that you keep them safe, that you guard their hearts. I plead the blood of Jesus over their lives and the lives of those they will touch in the lives of their family members. We thank you, God, for your mercy and your grace. We thank you, God, for everything you have provided for us in this day and for providing our daily bread today, what we need for today, God. We thank you for giving us another chance. In Jesus' holy and precious name, I pray. Amen. If you are listening right now and something said has moved you to want to know Jesus in a personal way, and you would like to start your relationship with him right now, repeat this simple prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that you, God, have raised him from the dead. I thank you, Father, that I am now saved according to your holy word in Romans 10.9. Romans 10.9 in the New Kings James Version says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It goes on to say in verse 10, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And verse 13 reassures us by saying, For whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to reach out to us and share your testimony, comments, or thoughts about the show. Or if you need a little advice or prayer, email us at eqlovesjesus at gmail.com. That's eqlovesjesus, all one word, at gmail.com. Please join us here next week to hear how God is moving in the life of another one of your edifying sisters in Christ. Again, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to communing with you here next week. I am your host, Divine, and have a wonderful morning, evening, or night. Be blessed. Mm-hmm.